Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. One of the president's, one of the president's once closest advisors, his former national security advisor, pleads guilty. Plus, Republicans on the verge of a historic moment in Congress. What does it mean for their political futures? And why is Rex Tillerson laughing right now? There's no reason to laugh in America. This is the State of America tonight. Michael Flynn pleading guilty today to lying. Lying to the FBI. That is illegal. That is a big deal. And it relates to his conversation with the former Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak. It's of immense significance because Michael Flynn was an extremely high-ranking member of the Trump administration. This isn't uh, a nothing burger. This is as real as it gets. This could not come at a worse time for the president and for his party. They are on the doorstep of passing a sweeping tax cut bill. This is a good bill. And we're going to give the American people a huge tax cut. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. Tonight, if you are the president, it is a good news, bad news type of day. I guess it always is. But anyway, good news, it's Friday, and you've almost made it to the weekend. Just marinate on that for a second, because the rest of it, hmm. Bad news, your former national security advisor just pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about conversations he had with Russians during your transition. Oh, and he's now working with the special counsel investigating your campaign. There were four lies that he told the FBI. Two of them had to do with re- with relations to the to, to sanctions that the Obama administration ha- had imposed in re- in reaction to the meddling in the 2016 election. The other lies had to do with uh, an argument that the uh, that the U.S. was having with the Israelis over a resolution in the United Nations. Many months ago, the president liked to call this fake news and a fake investigation and, and a witch hunt. As of today, there is no fake investigation. There is no fake news. There is no witch hunt. Mike Flynn, a high-ranking member of the Trump administration, uh, in charge of our national security, has now come in and admitted that the allegations are, in fact, true. So, who is Michael Flynn? He was the president's top national security advisor for a short time. Before that, he was one of Donald Trump's closest campaign advisors and one of his most vocal campaign surrogates. We do not need a reckless president who believes she is above the law. If I, a guy who knows this business, if I did a tenth, a tenth of what she did, I would be in jail today. Lock her up. That's right. Get, that's right. Lock her up. That was from the Republican convention back up from the summer. The summer during the during the election. I'm wondering if he regrets those words now. That is also now taking on clearly a completely new level of significance. Michael Flynn and Donald Trump were together practically 24-7. Right. 
during the campaign. He was his national security advisor, but he was his plain buddy. He was around and involved in so much that went on in the Trump campaign. And that is something that prosecutors can and likely will use to the nth degree if, in fact, Michael Flynn does, uh, does make a deal with them. But before all of that, Michael Flynn was eventually fired from his White House post because it became abundantly clear that while working at the White House as a national security advisor, he lied to the vice president about his contacts with Russia. Even then, President Trump still stood by him. Michael Flynn, General Flynn, is a wonderful man. I think he's been treated very, very unfairly by the media. I think it's very, very unfair what's happened to General Flynn, the way he was treated. When I looked at the information... I said, I don't think he did anything wrong. And don't forget, Michael Flynn was at the center of that now infamous meeting with now-fired FBI Director James Comey that started this whole chain of events that eventually led to the special counsel and this very investigation. I took it as a direction. I mean, this is the President of the United States with me alone saying, I hope this I took it as, this is what he wants me to do. Now, I didn't, I didn't obey that, but that's the way I took it. You may have taken it as a direction, but that's not what he said. Correct. I, that's he, what I said, said. he said, I hope. Those are exact words, okay. correct. Okay, so to the here and now. In a statement today, Michael Flynn said he accepts full responsibility and, uh, for his actions and confirmed that he is now cooperating with the special counsel. How, how much? We do not know. No one at the White House does either. But the White House, for at least right now, is putting a good face on it all. They're trying to make the point that this is Michael Flynn's poor judgment here. It was the words uh, used by this uh, one particular source. They feel that that, that does not uh, paint the rest of the White House in the same fashion. But, but make no mistake, uh, if Michael Flynn is cooperating with investigators saying uh, that he was directed by Trump transition officials uh, to make contacts with the Russians, uh, that obviously involves more people uh, than just Michael Flynn. And there's some more good news, bad news on the Russia front. Bad news, the New York Times is reporting. The president asked more than one top Republican senator over the summer to end their Russia investigations as quickly as possible. Richard Burr, the top, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, told the Times that the president said that he and others should, quote, move on. What Senator Burr said over the summer to his colleagues, to his political allies, was that this was a forceful uh, act of interference by the president and one that made him uncomfortable to the point that he immediately told uh, his colleagues, told Senator McConnell, and has tried to limit his direct contact with the president since then. Sounds a little bit like someone might have been trying to influence some sort of an investigation with something like Russia involved. But that is actually where the good news comes in. Richard Burr, that same senator who's in charge of that same intelligence committee, says that he actually did not feel pressured. And let's be honest, look at where things are right now. The investigations on Capitol Hill, they're still going on. Asked about it today, Senator Burr seemed like he had somewhere else to be or at least somewhere else he wanted to be. Thanks, guys. But, Senator, this is a pretty significant charge the president thanks, reached out thanks, to. Thanks for your interest. People want to I know exactly what I don't happened. have anything to say to you today, but appreciate it. We have to stay tomorrow. Saved by the elevator again. More good news for, for the president right now. Senate Republicans are on the verge of getting a major win on the board, a massive overhaul to the nation's tax code. They've long promised it, and it hasn't been pulled off in 30 years. Mitch McConnell walking onto the Senate floor telling reporters, quote, we have the votes. We are a long way from where we were last night, uh, John, where this thing seemed to fall apart. 
not really falling apart now. Senate Republicans, where yesterday they weren't so optimistic, they now are back to being cautiously optimistic today. We're still working through um, a few more of my issues, but we're making great progress. I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, they put something together here last night that will be able to move this bill through the floor of the United States Senate. This has been a work in progress all the way, and, and of course we have unlimited amendments on the floor, so you're going to continue to see amendments, but we do hope to finish the bill tonight and, and uh, believe we have the votes. The bad news on that front, if and when they get this passed, that is basically just one-third of the way there. They now have to work, work out the differences with their tax plan and the tax plan that the House on the other side of the Capitol has already passed. You think that's going to be easy? Come on, people. You've watched this show. You're smarter than that. It's never easy. It involves law, lawmakers and Capitol Hill. Finally, I am not sure what category this one fits into for the president. His secretary, his secretary of State says rumors that his own days are numbered are hilarious. It's laughable. And that is some sense of humor, Secretary Tillerson. Seriously, what does he actually find funny? Moving on, while well, the Secretary continues to enjoy a good laugh, apparently, some very serious developments are playing out in other parts of Washington, like one of the closest people to Donald Trump for the entire campaign and transition is now charged with a felony and working with the Justice Department. CNN's crime and justice reporter Shimon Prokupes is joining me now from Washington with much more on this. So, Sh Sh Shimon, what exactly happened in court today with regard to Michael Flynn? Right. So uh, Flynn came in, uh, he pleaded guilty, and, and basically prosecutors reviewed uh, some information that they had to help uh, build out this case, uh, information that they filed in court documents where they said, uh, listed what uh, Flynn uh, did and how he lied to the FBI uh, during an interview back in January when the FBI came to him concerned over conversations he was having with the Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak. It was those conversations uh, that caused some concern within the U.S. government, the Department of Justice, who then directed the FBI to go question General Flynn at the White House uh, about those conversations. He lied to the FBI. He admitted to doing that today about the nature of those conversations. And those conversations uh, had to do with uh, sanctions against Russia for meddling in the, in the election. Uh, and then also a an issue at the, at the UN where the UN uh, Security Council was voting on a resolution against Israel. This was about Israeli settlements. And Flynn uh, was talking to other countries to, about that resolution, in particular talking to Russia, to the U.S. and uh, the Russian ambassador. So all of this came up uh, in the conversations with Kislyak. And when confronted by the FBI about these conversations, Quite simply, Flynn lied. But we don't know, uh, Kate, why he lied. It's still not clear in any of these documents what was he hiding. You know, did someone ask him to lie? Uh, who was he covering up for? And I think that's what uh, his cooperation probably will bring to investigators some insight into what was going on and why he chose to lie. And also, you know, this other these other documents that were filed in court, the statement uh, of the of offense, really lists a lot of details about the conversations and also what Michael Flynn, who Michael Flynn was communicating with about these conversations during the transition, and that he was communicating with senior transition officials. So that while prosecutors don't name, name, name who those uh, transition officials right. are, you know prosecutors know who they are uh, because Michael Flynn has probably uh, conveyed that to them. So his co cooperation right. 
is going to be key here and an important step uh, for investigators. Some answers today raising uh, like a boatload of new questions of what exactly why why he lied and also why did the, why did investigators want to cut a deal? Why did he want to accept that deal? What else did they have? And so on and so forth. That is all still to come. Great to see you, Shimon. Thank you. Coming up for us, how is this for thank you for your service? You stand by a controversial candidate, what few others would. You fly all over the country advising him on the most important national security issues of the day. You become national security advisor and become one of the closest advisors to the new president. And then today, the White House refers to you as a former Obama administration official. Yes, Obama administration official. Ouch. What's Michael Flynn's guilty plea mean for this White House and beyond? That's next. White House National Security Advisor Michael Flynn pleads guilty to lying to the FBI. He is the first Trump White House official to be charged by Special Counsel Robert Mueller, and he is now cooperating with Mueller's team. I could just stop right there. Let's continue, though. The panel tonight, Selena Maxwell, Director of Pro Progressive Programming for SiriusXM, former Clinton campaign official. Ed Martin is here, CNN political commentator and author of The Conservative Case for Trump. Doug High, CNN political commentator and former communications director for the Republican National Committee. And Paul Callen, CNN legal, CNN's oh-so-special legal analyst. Guys, guys and gals, thanks for being here. Paul, first to you. What does... There's so many things that came out today. It was like a week's worth of news, like yesterday, in one day. What does all of this mean for Michael Flynn and for this investigation? For Michael Flynn, it, it means that he faces potentially five years in prison for lying to the FBI in connection with the investigation. However, he's obviously made a deal with special counsel Mueller. And if he supplies Mueller with the kind of information that Mueller is looking for, maybe Flynn walks away with a slap on the wrist and maybe Flynn's son doesn't get indicted because the talk is that there's enough evidence to indict the son. And the real ultimate question that everybody looks at right. is, will Flynn provide information that could prove Russian collusion with the Trump campaign, and uh, that's the real why question. Why else would the special prosecutor cut a deal with him then? It, why else, if he couldn't give them that give information, give them something more, right? Well, I th Maybe my not? own personal thing, and you can read about it in a column I wrote for CNN.com moments ago. <laughs> my feeling is, uh, if you look, the plea was to lying to the FBI about the fact that he told the Russians, why don't you ease up on sanctions? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wait for President Trump to get in office. Now, that may have been a suggestion to them or a reward to them for having helped the Trump campaign out in trashing Hillary Clinton. That might have been the quid pro quo for their assistance in getting Trump elected. And if that's the case... If he could prove that, if Mueller could prove that, it's the end of Trump. I mean, now, and that's, but again, there are a ton of ifs that come out of this. Are. There's a lot Absolutely. we're not going to know at all until someone else is charged or until Bob Mueller decides to close this case. But, Ed, I want to talk about this doozy of a White House statement. Not the legal side, but this is more the political side, seriously. Key quotes after saying that this implicates no one other than Michael Flynn is he was a national security advisor for only 25 days, and he is a, quote-unquote, former Obama administration official. So in summary... <laughs> Basically, hello, hello, Michael Flynn, bus drive over you. Why do they have to put that in the statement? Well, I mean, come on. I'm not, I don't know why about the Obama part. I think, I do think that everybody, we were talking off the air, um, everybody knows not to lie to the FBI. If there's a message for the kids out there, you can do a lot of things. You might steal your sister's candy, 
don't lie to the FBI. And, yeah, and Michael someone Flynn, who knows that very well should be someone who served right. his country for, for decades. Oh, he knew it. I mean, he knew it. For whatever reason, and that's really where this lands. After that, I think the rest of this is... I'd like to say this. Maybe you're going to laugh. Everyone's going to cackle. But at least Trump fires people that deserve to be fired fast. <laughs> Under force. He was well, forced I, whatever to it is, fire he got rid of him. I mean, the guy was clearly a mess. And now he's trying to distance himself from him. Like, well, really? You were only with me for 25 days, and you were a former Obama administration it's official. Not even, Can they seriously distance well, themselves from him right now? Well, it's not even illegal to, to lie to the vice president, which is what he also True. did, too, right? It's just, I mean, at this point, the problem is, of course, as a matter of lawyers, you start to badmouth the guy who's in cut a deal, you wonder what, you know, how, what he's either saying or maybe he's now a proven liar. He may say all sorts of other things, right? So Well, they call him a rat. You know, that's just, uh, <laughs> if you're not in politics. Good point, Paulie. Good, good point for Paulie. They call, they call a lot of politicians <laughs> rats for various other reasons. Yes, right. Doug, what do you think this means for the president? What's the outside looking in? It means that we're not, we shouldn't be talking about rats. We should be talking about a camel whose nose has gotten into the tent of the White House. <laughs> and that's why it's a very big problem. I spoke to, I uh, bumped into today a huge Trump acolyte, somebody who has been on this program who said that the Flynn news was a ploy, was no big deal, and used an agricultural term that I won't use on TV. <laughs> if that is the attitude that Trump acolytes and the Trump White House take to this, they are doomed. This is a very serious matter. And if they want to attack him, that's one thing. But they need to, they need to uh, go to the mattresses and be ready for all hell breaking loose in this White House. It is that serious for them. But they're downplaying it. This is a nothing burger, though. This, uh, But there is, in fairness, Trump's name, not in any of these documents. Right. The, really, any mention of campaign, not in any mention of these mm -hmm. documents. So, Democrats who are champing at the bit to find a smoking gun, mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't get it today in these documents. So no. should they be more careful? No, I don't think so. I think that we have enough now, particularly when you're looking at the timeline. So there are a couple of key dates now that we have the Papadopoulos uh, statement of offense and today's statement of offense. Um, because January 27th is the loyalty dinner with Comey. That was the second day Sally Yates went back to the White House to say Michael Flynn lied to the FBI. And it's also uh, the day now we're learning three days mm -hmm. after Michael Flynn spoke and lied to the FBI, according to the documents released today. So I think when you're looking at the timeline of a lot of these um, behaviors uh, that the White House was taking part in, um, in the beginning of Trump's tenure, it's looking really bad for um, this particular investigation. And I think um, Mueller certainly ha probably has a big timeline in his office on a whiteboard somewhere, and he's uh, putting uh, the different pieces and dots together um, and building his case. And Flynn can only flip up on someone higher. You don't get to plead guilty um, and make a deal know that. unless you have something <laughs> oh. of value to offer. Oh, man. And so my that's plea deal's all gone that's south. Mike Pence, that's Donald Trump. Like, let's be honest, everyone. Everyone lies in Washington. That is one thing that I know that I, I heard someone say today. Yes, that is true. Does everyone lie to the FBI? Ed Martin. No. They better not. They Should better they not. Should they lie to the FBI? Why is there, does everyone lie to the FBI about Russia? Ed Martin. They better not. That's exactly right. This is just <laughs> beginning. I said that. Back in when? January? You said don't lie to the FBI? I know, I'm saying it's <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> only beginning oh, back okay, in January. Right, okay. yeah. And I'm still saying it. Right. Coming up, let's not forget that today was supposed to be all about taxes. I know, the most exciting time of year. And a much needed first legislative win for this president. The panel is going to weigh in next on where the vote stands and what the heck it means in light of all of this. I'm
plan to vote yesterday on the tax bill. This okay. is a, a historic moment for our nation. It's been 31 years since we've had comprehensive tax reform and tax cuts. These moments come along but once in a generation. No worries. Republican Senator Steve Daines on Fox News right there pledging his support for the tax bill. He was one of the question marks for quite some time, whose last minute change of heart or last minute like I'm, on, I'm, I'm in, boys and girls, count me in, is now able to push this thing over the line, we think. Let's get back to the panel on exactly what this means. I mean, literally, I could be wrong if I could be wrong if like we wait five more seconds on this one. Shelby Halliday is joining us right now. Sorry, I wanted to just introduce her politics and business reporter for Wall Street Journal. Thank you, Shelby. Um, Dougie Doug. Mm-hmm. Uh, it this is yesterday this hit a major snag, and it had to do with an analysis, and it also had to do with Republicans care about deficit. What? They still do? I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, it depends on who you talk to and what day you talk to them. And this is this is the challenge. House and Senate Republicans feel confident that they're going to pass something for the first time major in a long time. And that's why you also hear a lot of nervous from them. They can't scruff it up this time. And what we see is the more this is out there, even though there's this confidence from Senate yeah. staff, House staff, certainly members as well, the longer it's out there, the more can go wrong. And that's why they need to pass this today. Did the policy change or did the politics change? Both. Both. And the pressure changed. They're under tremendous pressure having health care already failed. They got to do something. Donors are mad. Uh, Everybody is scrambling. There are last-minute changes. While you guys have been out here talking, I'm in the green room. Changes are coming in left and right. AMT is back in. Health care deductions have been raised. And this thing continues to be tweaked. And the big complaint for Democrats is they don't even know what's in the bill. They might not know what's in the bill by the time they vote for it. But overall... Republicans don't know. They're just not complaining yet. That's exactly right. <laughs> they don't know, and they're like, you know what, I don't need to know. I just need to do this. Um, which is funny and sad. Overall, forgetting the details, but overall, the promise, one of the promises was, Ed, this is not only going to pay for itself, it's also going to reduce the country's debt. It's right. going to tackle the country's debt. Right. The analysis, even the rosy analyses that we've seen, say that that is not going to happen. And that was a promise that came from the Treasury Secretary, and he has not provided an analysis to show that that would actually happen. Why are why are Republicans okay with it? Then? Yeah. Well, let me say I started out the week and I was I was on the radio and I was saying it's a terrible idea. It's a swamp tax reform deal and it's going to sink Republicans in 2020. I might have been right then, but I did go out to St. Charles, Missouri, and I watched the president mm-hmm. give a speech. And I have to say, he, first of all, he's very compelling. He's very and it was a friendly crowd, yeah. but he was very charismatic and compelling on this idea of making America more competitive. When you heard he made it, he made it in a way that people I think could relate to. And I came away saying, wow, two things. One is. If it really does that, big if, I mean, what's in it? But also, he's going to have to sell it. And I think everybody ought to be aware that this is how you can lose seats over this. So I, I agree with that. We don't know what's in it. I do think, though, that we do, we can, if the economy keeps growing, it will feel like this move was a part of that. Now, there's a big if there, by the way. We might overheat the economy and all that. But I do think the politics is what matters now. Right now, in Washington, they're convinced they have to pass it. And I said last night, this idea that Corker wasn't going to vote for it, he's going to vote for it, they're all going to vote for it, then we're going to see what happens. I think it's a big if. Yeah, d- d- no matter what the out, what happens out there, what matters right now to, to politicians, if we're being honest, is what's happening at this moment. The right. immediate 2018 right. thing, that this, which is a midterm staring them down. Is there really not, at this point, what do Democrats do? Because I have been surprised, when it comes to this tax conversation, I have seen less grassroots 
anger, opposition, and action than I saw with the health care bills. Well, I think taxes is more amorphous than health care. Health care is something that um, you can see the direct impact on your life and your family's life um, if they're taking that away from you. I think with this tax bill, you're getting rid of the individual mandates, so perhaps there are, there are some protests yeah. on, no, on no, Capitol Hill, yeah. um, just not to the extent that there yeah. were before. I do think that the more that we know about this bill, and I think it's strategic that they haven't told us exactly what's in it, um, well, to the extent that they know, um, because of the protests. Because once we know what's in it, that's when uh, the resistance kicks into action. Um, I think that there are still a lot of people making calls um, to the, at this very minute. Um, I think it's will just be not getting as a public tax cut. as it was before. I mean, come next year, a lot of, be, a lot of people will be paying f- less taxes. Not if you have student loans. And that's, not, not if and you're not self-employed. But there are a lot of people Chances who will be that this happy. thing blows up in their faces, because I have to say, it's something that hasn't been done in 30 years, overhauling the tax code, right. and it's a long-standing promise, despite the pressure. We are big boys and girls, these members of the Senate, and they can't stand up and say, hey guys, I don't know what the heck is in this thing. How do I know that it all adds up to a plus? I think it's hard to estimate because there's so much that could blow up in Republicans' faces right now. Is taxes going to be it? You know, this, is, this should be a good moment for Republicans to prove that they can walk and chew gum at the same time. And instead, the larger conversations, Michael Flynn, it was about some tweets earlier this week and some videos from the president, the relationship with the U.K. There's so much that can blow up and certainly going into next November. I don't know that tax reform is necessarily it. That was so 12 hours ago, which is amazing <laughs> where we are right now. But the only great news I have for everyone is that it is... Friday and day 316 of President Trump's administration. That's the State of America tonight, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.